As we begin this morning, I invite you to pray with me. Gracious and loving God, on this Palm Sunday, we pray that you would speak a word to us of hope amidst chaos, of light amidst darkness, of peace amidst the parade. Be present amongst us, and it's in your Son's name that we pray. Amen. So I'm uh, not going to lie that things have been getting a little bit different. I mean, you know the adage that uh, after 21 days, your habits change. Well, I think that we're um, right about getting up to that, especially for those of us who had spring break. I know it was just two weeks um, where we've been under these uh, stay-at-home orders, or at least our kids have been under these stay-at-home orders. Um, and, and things have changed a little bit, haven't they? I don't know if you've uh, found yourself um, with different interests and different uh, activities that you're doing throughout, um, throughout your week. I know that uh, normally I find myself uh, watching certain types of Netflix, but um, right now I see um, different things that are happening. And, and I find myself interested in uh, all sorts of other things. And I know that I find myself doing different activities with my keiki because normally they're off in school and I'm able to kind of get some time and some energy um, out in just a focused time period. But now I'm just taking any moment I have to lock myself in my room and get the work done. Um, so as I was preparing for this sermon, um, different things have stood out to me a little bit about Palm Sunday. I mean, I think last year I, I was preaching about the two different types of parades, how uh, the parade that Jesus comes and brings in with the palms of the peasants uh, versus the roses for the emperor, um, or the difference between Jesus and Herod, who would enter into about the same time into Jerusalem. And, and then the meeting we can pull from that um, I could also uh, lift up some other things about the significance and how it ties into the Old Testament and so many different ways that uh, we as preachers try to tell the same story of Palm Sunday in relevant and meaningful ways for you. But this morning, I just, uh, as I was praying and preparing for this, I couldn't help but think of a, a potentially different angle on Palm Sunday. I mean, um, you can see the beautiful palms that are behind me, but um, as I was reading and reflecting and preparing, I couldn't help but remember the refrain from just a few weeks ago. The refrain that said, Palm Sunday's palms become Ash Wednesday's ashes. And, and I, I don't know if you uh, knew that about uh, liturgical practices, but that it's in, in fact true in how we practice our Christian calendar year that although we have uh, palms that are just plentiful, and so I don't know if all the churches keep the palms, but traditionally the palms that were used in a worship service on Palm Sunday would be kept throughout the year to dry, and then they would be burnt right before the Ash Wednesday worship service. And so the palms that celebrated Hosanna, Hosanna in the highest, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, getting ready for this holy celebratory week become the ashes that are placed upon our head with a somewhat ra a rather morbid phrase of, remember you are dust and to dust you shall return. But it stood out to me this morning because as I was just, you know, preparing for it and thinking about that 
moment when people were laying down the palms on the street for Jesus to come riding on his donkey, I couldn't help but remember that for the vast majority, in fact, probably everyone, no one really knew what Jesus was planning to do. Um, Everyone had been expecting Jesus to be the Savior, the Messiah. In fact, that's what Hosanna means, God save us. And for the ancient Jerusalem or ancient Hebrew people, they, they could not have imagined that outside of the context of freeing the Israelite people from the bondage of the Roman Empire that was um, occupying their territory. I mean, they thought the kingdom of God was going to come through the Messiah freeing them from the political regime of the Roman Empire. And so, as all of these people lined up saying, save us, O God, save us, O God, to Jesus, uh, proclaiming that he, in fact, was the Messiah, he was the one to fulfill the promises, they were all likely hopeful that Jesus would be the one to overthrow the political powers that be. And we can talk a little bit about how Jesus permeates politics and all sorts of other things. But, you know, as we're finding ourselves in this season where most of us, what we expected to be doing during this time has uh, faded into distant memory. And now we're just looking forward to uh, some sense of normalcy. But in fact, like I said, we've become normal to this stay-at-home order that, you know, now when you see someone, your normal uh, understanding, I, I think it was last week I walked into Whole Foods and, you know, it was my normal grocery store routine. I get into the checkout line and I put all my stuff on the conveyor belt and just to be reminded by the clerk there that I needed to back up and, you know, get by the lines, right? And it was this jarring experience, but now uh, just a week has gone by and I find myself, you know, self enacting that without anyone even needing to tell me, that I'm just by uh, standard moving away from those people if I have to venture out into the stores. And so the, the expectations of normalcy have faded. We're looking now at Easter morning that none of us could have imagined celebrating at home without the Easter egg hunts and the food trucks and all the fun that we had planned. But it's not just Easter, is it? the hopes and expectations of perhaps vacations. I know that some of our uh, uh, members that are in the service, that are in the military, were expecting to be moving during this time or um, going on deployment or coming back from deployment. Jobs, ordinary routines, promotions. Our expectations in a lot of regards have been lost during this season. We've found ourselves in the wilderness, literally, and, and now we're supposed to be coming out of it to the tomb rolled back and celebrating all of those things, and we're Hosanna, Hosanna in the highest, and waving our palms in excitement and joy. But we still have that lingering thought of the expectations that have been lost. In preparing for an Ash Wednesday service a few years back uh, with the youth at Kilohana United Methodist Church, one of the things that we did is we gathered us together and we wrote hopes and dreams that we had on little pieces of paper and, and we put them into the fire pit along with the dried palms. 
And we said, sometimes God does not fulfill the things that we wanted God to fulfill the way we expected them. Jesus did not uproot the political powers that be in the way that everyone expected. In fact, Jesus does something quite the opposite. Jesus finds himself humbling himself even to the point of Good Friday, the cross. Another one of the scripture readings that we could have had for this morning is from Philippians 2, which is one of my favorite scriptures in the entire Bible. It's called the kenosis uh, passage. Kenosis is Greek for self-emptying. And so it's a kenosis passage because it says, have the same mind that was in Christ Jesus, who though was God, did not regard equality with God as something to be grasped or exploited, but instead humbled himself and became a servant, even to the point of his death. Friends, that was the God save us. That no one who was proclaiming that in the parade with the palms would have imagined. But God save us was a self-emptying, what many would regard as a give up. And I usually think of uh, my sermon as having this um, sort of actionable step for you. Something you can walk away from and apply to your life. I think, more than anything, I think this Sunday is a, song, is a scripture that resonates deeply with us during this season. That we had found ourselves, like all of those lining up, proclaiming Hosanna in the highest. With expectations and hopes and dreams of all the ways that, that God would help us become a better person or be a better parent or our kids are going to do great in school or the sport this year or whatever those expectations and hopes and dreams were. But see, the thing about the phrase, save me, Hosanna, it acknowledges that one, God is the one who saves and two, we're the one in need of a savior. So the image of waving our palms, but then not just waving them, but laying them down at the feet of Jesus who walks by in the most unexpected way is a, is a visual of exactly what we do with our hopes and our dreams and all the plans and the things that we expect to happen next. We proclaim that God is, in fact, the one to save, and we lay them at God's feet. And during the, this week, I, I want you to know that the passion of Christ, the love of God, is a love of giving God's self to you in unexpected ways. And, and in fact, that's what we find in this week ahead these small but beautiful moments when God reveals God's love to us. Even if they're fleeting, we're going to celebrate how, you know, Jesus comes and protects a woman who was about to be stoned. Tragic surrounding circumstances, but beautiful moment 
We're going to celebrate the time when Jesus washes the disciples' feet and and gathers them around a table and eats with them, even the one that was to betray them, betray him. And they have this moment that's so powerful, a moment that we celebrate over and over and over again in the church. And then we have that moment of Good Friday or the variety of moments. Each of the stations of the cross that we're going to remember. And then, of course, the time when Jesus stands with us in our pain and cries out, my God, why have you forsaken me? That nowhere you can go in life, no feeling of hopes disappointed or dreams not realized are beyond the reach of God's love, that God is present with you there. And that's what this journey is. The journey of Palm Sunday is a a remembrance that we have hopes and expectations and we lay them at the feet of Jesus who is the one who saves us. And so I I invite you during this week to to pray over that in your devotional life, to, to talk about that and be honest with one another and with family and with your kids and, and talk to them about why why are things hard or why the way it is right now or what would they hope to do in school because you know it's potential that we're not gonna be going back and being with the same teachers that our Keiki had. In fact, we might be talking to them and interacting with them virtually, but, you know, this could be pushed off till next semester. But that authentic time when we can share with one another both joys, but then also laments, where we can be real that those palms that were celebratory have also become places of hurt for us when we might find one of those glimmers that we're going to be celebrating this week. That in the midst of the unexpected and the unusual and the ordinary and the unorthodox ways in which Jesus reveals that he is in fact the one more powerful than they ever could have imagined. We can do so by acknowledging that sometimes it's hard. Sometimes we get into new routines, and those new routines aren't what we want them to be, but what they are right now. Then we might find new ways to interact, have stories of ways in which people are going above and beyond what they normally would, stories of in the city of New York, how an entire sky rise, residential sky rise, would stand outside on their balconies and cheer the nurses and the doctors during their shift change and and encourage them and give them words of hope and comfort, letting them know that they're praying for them, they're strengthening them what's often a thankless job, an expectation that you help me, has become a celebration of those on the front lines. 
I know uh, I, don't, I don't always like to tell stories of my wife, but we were on a walk and um, with the kids, and we happened to live downtown uh, near the fire station and the police station, and we had happened to walk alongside the captain of the fire station, so we, of course, said thank you to him for being a first responder, but Ashley, after that interaction, decided she was going to go into the police office and just walk in and just tell the people there, thank you. Thank you for caring for us and keeping us uh, safe and protected amidst all of this going on and for coming into work and doing what you do. And the police officer that happened to meet him and the others that came in said to her, they said, you're the first one I think I can recall coming in and giving thanks and not a complaint that didn't have some traumatic event that happened to them. And and I'm not just lifting her up. I'm just saying that there's stories of ways in which people are providing that sense of hope in new and unexpected ways amidst this chaos that we find ourselves in. We never would have imagined that be something that we do to encourage others. It didn't cross our minds because the ordinary was the ordinary. That's part of letting those palms go at Jesus' feet. Not just letting those routines change, but letting them adapt and let God meet us in them and find ways to engage anew, even if it's over lamenting of the current context we're in. Palm Sunday palms become Ash Wednesday's ashes. And this morning they feel a little bit like the ashes. We're still waiting for those beautiful things to rise up out of the dust. Journey with us this week. Journey with Christ this week to experience God's self-giving love in new ways. I invite you to pray with me. Gracious God, We give you thanks that your love is all-encompassing. And as we wave our palms and post our pictures and we celebrate this day, we also acknowledge that those palms also represent a sense of loss, loss of normalcy, loss of reality as we've come to know it. So we pray that you would turn those expectations upside down and reveal some new hope amidst this journey. And it's in your son's name we pray. Amen.